Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sack Funch Bunch. That's what I'm calling it. I guess what I'm still calling it. Anyway, it's a Pro Street Hockey Live and we are here and we're going to talk about, I guess, the Flyers. They're very depressing. Um, But let's see if I can share the old link with Kelly Hinkle and she'll join from, I guess, the beach which is something I wouldn't do, but, you know, more power to Kelly because she really loves the Philadelphia Flyers and you guys more than anything. She does, I, I don't think her Flyers love is huge at this point, but her love of you, the listeners, is paramount right now. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, see what is what out there in the world but you know we're on the second day of camp john tortorella is killing guys sam carcidi's already calling it a torture camp with the capitals on torts um let's see which is i'm carcidi jokerized carcidi right now which is uh, i think a carcidi he's always i guess he was holding back with the inquirer being as professional as possible and now he's just completely unleashed let's see what we got going on we got a few listeners that's awesome oh it looks like steph drivers there we got some speaker requests we got steph driver asking to speak steph what's going on i thought you were doing this monday is it monday and i forgot i can't hear anything Oh, is it me? Why can't I hear anything? It might be me. How about now? Ah, we're good now. There we go. Um, I thought you were doing this on Monday, and I is today Monday? Am I that no lost? It's not. (laughs) I am uh, happy to report today is not Monday. That's the best news I could have today. It is Friday. Yes. Yeah, you put that in there, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm recording Flape on Monday, and today I want to do the live thing. So, oh, with- good. This this is how well my week is going. Reading comprehension is at an all time low. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> but I am, I am, in fact, donating my life force on Monday. Everybody who's listening, go donate blood. Yes, it is uh, always important to donate blood, and uh, good for you for getting out there and doing that. Life force is very important to keep others alive. Allegedly, allegedly. I also, so my my friend Ed is coming to visit. He's actually driving down right now, and I bullied him into donating blood with me on Monday. So always bully your friends. It works. (laughs) Bullying works is the lesson here. (laughs) Bullying works. Yes, yes. And unfortunately, with our, our dear Philadelphia Flyers, I don't know how much bullying we're going to see from them on the ice this year. It's not looking promising at this point. I'll bully them. 
<laughs> but like they're we want them to be the bullies we want the broad street bullies and it's not looking very good on that front i mean we're day two in a camp torts is already killing guys and and there's already like catastrophic injuries for the season i mean ryan ellis wasn't a surprise right like anybody who was surprised by that ryan ellis news yesterday I don't know what to tell you, man. You're not paying any attention if you were surprised by that. But I think the Couturier news that's come out in the last week about his, you know, further back injuries and issues is uh, pretty devastating to, you know, obviously the short-term hopes for this team, but the long-term hopes for this team. Because Sean Couturier, for the past few years, has really been the best flyer when he's been healthy and on the ice. Yeah, that one that one was a surprise because we had just heard that he was healthy and ready to go. We had just heard that he was good and and now he's not. And you know, Torts and Chuck, they didn't say career ending, but they were asked if this could end his career and th- the reaction that my entire body had. Um I it, it was like I I died like I think that's the only way to describe my reaction because fuck if this team this team is rolling out day one with Kevin Hayes and Scott Lawton Kim Atkinson and that's it (laughs) what do you mean James Van Riemsdyk we got uh, oh oh I'm glad hold on I'm glad that you brought up I'm glad that you brought up JVR. So you and Ryan at some point on Flipe had kind of thrown around the idea that some players listen to our podcast. And we know that we know the front office listens to both of our shows, all of our shows, actually. I feel so bad for them. Um, I I also not for your show, for my show. No, no, no. I feel the other way. Um. But the question was, do any players, do we think any players listen to any of our shows? And I got to say, if anyone was going to, I think it would be JVR. And this is this is my reasoning. He's around our age. And he grew up in the same region. So I think that his from sense of humor. He's not quite from he's from where he's I'm kind from, of but that's not he's from a here. He's he's from where I'm from, which is close enough. Um, I I think out of all of the players, it would be him. Also Lawton, I think Lawton would too. Oh yeah, it, you can just tell he's got that that mischievous nature. Uh, it, you know, some call it mischievous, some call it serial killer, but there's a nature behind those eyes there. And yeah, and the, the third possibility is Tony D'Angelo because he oh. knows he knows that we hate him and he's the kind of guy that likes to hear that people hate him. He's a wrestling heel basically. Yeah. He might so be those are, those right are my TDA is your burner on here? Might be. <laughs> might be. But yeah, so I just completely sidetracked your entire training camp conversation, but who cares? I, it was really important for me to let you know that I think JVR is the most likely flyers to listen to our shows. Well, listen, I, I, as someone who 
likes JVR as a person and likes his goal scoring, but little else. Like, hey, I'm cool with that. I like JVR yeah. a lot, but like, he's obviously not a player who should be making what he makes a season. But, you know, we don't have much longer to deal with that. And he's a good dude. So whatever. Who cares? And somebody, uh-huh. as I was saying last week, somebody's got to score goals on this team and he's definitely going to score a few. But Someone has in, to. Like, they'll come in infuriating spurts that. You know, like he'll score nothing for two weeks and then all of a sudden he'll have like 16 goals in uh, a three week span and then nothing for a while. Yeah, this season's going to be a lot of fun. And by that, I mean, there's absolutely nothing exciting to look forward to. I'm looking forward to John Tortorella and Camp Torture. <laughs> Can't believe Carcini put that out there. It just destroying this team. And then we can finally build it back up from nothing. I think they brought Torts in to just burn down the house at this point. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> Hold on. Bears barking. Bears barking. I mean, Torts had them doing suicides yesterday. At Like, I woke up and I looked at my phone and it said Torts had had them doing suicides for like 15 minutes already. Like, Jesus Christ. So this is a great start. Burn down the house and... They're bringing in just ancient vets right now. Artem and uh, Anisimov, Antoine Roussel. It just, wow. It's really wild stuff right here. And by wild stuff, I mean, it's actually incredibly boring. These are terrible hockey decisions being made. I feel bad for guys like Carter Hart on this team that actually have talent and are stuck dealing with this. And so how are we feeling, guys, right now? I mean, feel free to speak to join in there or if you just want to put it in the comments i will uh, certainly read out some comments and uh you know let me know how you're feeling let me know what you're thinking right now all right no comments right now so i'm just going to keep uh rambling right here so we are just the sean katori injury just going back to that is just absolutely horrible and Part of it is this, um, he's one of the few guys you have an emotional connection with on this team still. I feel very little emotional connection with, I would say, 90% of this team. But Sean Couturier is one of those guys I do still have a connection with because he's been a flyer since he was a teenager. He's a guy we've been watching. We've watched his entire development. It's, you know, I could be Sean Couturier's dad at this point because I've watched his entire life. And Bear is losing it, according to Steph right now. He apparently does not care for Flyers training camp. So I can't blame Bear on that front. But, you know, Couturier is a guy that we have watched develop. We've watched him start out as this defensive presence, shutting down Malkin at a young age, and then watched him actually develop offensive skills. I mean, he had that early hat trick against the Penguins in the playoffs, and that was so exciting. But then he didn't really do anything offensively for a couple of years. And then he absolutely, like, took off for a few years and was a phenomenal flyer, won the Selkie. And now to see him go through these injuries, just, it sucks. It's it's really the cherry on top of this shit Sunday that we are being served here by the Flyers. And uh, I mean, you just can't have worse luck than what they've gone through. I mean, it just also to talk about Ryan Ellis here, where you trade for a star defenseman and clearly David Poyle knew something was wrong there when he traded Ryan Ellis for not quite nothing, but almost nothing like a, a bucket of pucks pretty much. I mean, you know, Phil Myers has not worked out. Uh, 
at least he didn't for Nashville. He's going to be with Tampa Bay this year, which is going to be fascinating, frankly. Uh, if, you know, John Cooper, I think one of easily the best coaches in hockey, if he can pull them together, I think if he can't make it in Tampa Bay, I don't think Phil Myers can be anything. And then Nolan Patrick, I mean, he's going to miss the entire season with Vegas. There's a lot of talk about retirement with Nolan Patrick. So you didn't really lose much there, but now you've just got to, it's almost not worth it for the annoyance of having to deal with is Ryan Ellis going to play every year for the remainder of his contract. I mean, we're just going to have to hear about this ad nauseum and it's going to be terrible. And it just sucks to have a guy. We had what three, four games of him last year and he looked phenomenal. And then he just disappeared off the face of the planet and he doesn't, he doesn't live. He's not alive. So let's look at some of the comments here. So Sean said, worst contract ever. Very predictable fire Chuck. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not, I can't, I don't know. I'm not like, I didn't hate the contract when it was signed for Couturier. It was a little bit of an overpay for the service that he'd already been underpaid for. But at the time, we didn't know we had all these back problems. And this is the most Flyers thing ever, though. That's the very predictable part. Because if the Flyers didn't have bad luck, they wouldn't have any luck at all. So on that front, yeah. And then, I mean, if he ends up having to retire... We're we're talking worst case scenario here. We don't know how bad it is at this time, but let's say worst case scenario, he does have to retire. Man, that sucks. That absolutely sucks. Pirate John said, "I if they fire Chuck, they'll just hire Chuck 2.0 and we'll have the same problems." I mean, yeah, I mean you got to fire kind of everybody, but that's probably ugh, what a great place to be. What a great place to be. Kevin Wisniewski said, do the Flyers have a backup goalie? That's a great question. Absolutely great question there. I don't know if they do. I've heard Grosnick is a possibility in there. I think they might have fan contests. If you walk off the street, you could be the Flyers' backup goaltender. Maybe they could just find – I mean, they're bringing in all these 33, 34-year-olds. Technically, they're still paying – Ilya Brizgalov, can Briz just do it? I would love if Briz just came in as the backup goaltender at this point. I would not be mid at that. Kelly Hankel! Kelly Hankel is joining us Hey-o. now. Kelly, what's going on? Sack, flunch, bunch. How's it going, Steve? Oh, it's going great. Just been rambling about training camp for a few minutes. Steph was on, and then Bear started barking, and you know how that goes. So Very on brand for her. Yeah. Just uh, talking about all the great stuff right now, talking about Sean Couturier just being dead and uh, Ryan Ellis being deader and just the Flyers not having a backup goaltender and bringing in a bunch of like guys in their early to mid thirties. It's great. So I did hear you talking about uh, the Couturier contract. And I think you said we didn't know he had back problems. I think it's important to point out he didn't have back problems. There were no back problems. Yeah. Like all of that came after. It's just, I think people conflate it in their mind because it came after he signed the contract, but before the contract kicked in. So people are like, oh, before he even had that contract, he had back problems. But it was like, not like the timeline. The, the, The point is, don't, like, there's no point in retconning the Couturier contract. There's so many things to be pissed off at Chuck Fletcher about. Like, this is not one of them. It was a good signing at the time. All of us thought so. If you said that you didn't, you're a liar. It, it was good. <laughs> Kelly coming out firing today. I like it. It just turned out to be bad because uh, the Flyers have been cursed by a witch. 
they have been cursed by a witch or yeah. you know i i really think maybe the wells fargo center was built on an ancient burial ground of some sort i mean and... philadelphia is an ancient burial ground well that's okay. true that's true yeah. but they won they won championships in the spectrum them and the sixers and neither team has won a championship since they've moved to the wells fargo center makes you think makes you think we have to uh get we have to sage the entire arena i think we do i i think that's gonna be well maybe wait till after the season let's uh blow yeah up this the one yeah let's this we'll one sage, be bad we'll sage everything then great idea patrick's got some things to say what's going on patrick oh hey steve hey kelly how you doing oh just wonderful let me tell you howdy just, patrick uh, living the dream my friend how are you i'm good Figured I'd get warmed up for uh, this upcoming season on Bill's post games to yell about stuff. So another season of that's coming up. <laughs> you know, Bill's looking forward to it. He just loves yelling about the Flyers. Post games keep us sane. Oh, he does. the sane last year. They'll keep us sane this year. He does a great service. Let me tell you. I, yeah, I... Bill. Bill is the collective Flyers therapist at this point. Mm-hmm. Totally is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, I can't even be mad anymore, like you mentioned, Kelly, on this week's episode. We we need to just all come together and just laugh at how bad it's probably going to get. Because it's like, I'm just, I think we've been mad all summer, and I'm just tired. <laughs> I think I mentioned this on the pod once. Um, friend of the blog, Albert Klein, gave me a bit of advice a couple of months ago, which was, just have fun with how bad they're going to be. And honestly, since he said that out loud to me, it, I mean, before it didn't occur to me that that was a thing that I could choose to do. But like, you absolutely can choose to have fun with how hilariously this is going. Because it's important to remember, it is just sports. Yes, all of us, unfortunately, have decided to attach ourselves emotionally to the stupid hockey team. But we can still have fun, even if they suck. And it doesn't make us, you know, bad fans to have fun. So, like, you know, let yourself live a little bit. This is how I've always tried to live my life. And I think that's the only reason I'm still podcasting about this team at this point after a decade is because I just have fun with it and I just lean into it. Because if I was just mad about it all the time, like, I wouldn't do this anymore because it's just that's no way to live your life. Yeah, Steve, we would have been mad since like 2012. Yeah, that's a long time. Like, I I got shit to do. Like, I don't want to have a bad time all the time. I got shit to do. I got other hobbies to do. Like, I mean, life... I love hockey, but and I want the Flyers to win, but I yeah. also just have other shit to do. So here's the yeah. thing: like, it's like me being pissed off about it isn't gonna make them better. It isn't gonna make Chuck Fletcher suck less. It isn't gonna make Bob Clark go to Florida and retire. Like, me being mad doesn't affect the outcome in any way. So, like, are there gonna be times when uncontrollably I become filled with a blind rage because of something that this hockey team does? Sure, <laughs> but. I'm going to say, like, my active choice for the season is going to be have fun. So I'm going to, like, buy some $11 tickets day of the game, go have a Bev, watch some hockey, laugh hysterically when they lose, like, 9-3 to the Chicago Blackhawks. Like, it, it can be fun if you let it. If you let it. If you yeah. let it, it will be fun. I mean, I'm not buying any tickets this year. I'm done with that. But uh, I know. That's, that's at, at least for two years, I'm done with that. That's all I'm saying. But it's... I just, yeah, lean into it, have fun, embrace the chaos. 
and like every now and then they do something that truly does piss me off and th- that in this occasion you know it was the combination of the trade for uh tda and then the just excuses for not going after johnny gaudreau which i still cannot fathom that we live in this world where johnny gaudreau was like i'd really like to come here and the flyer said no no we don't want that i'm sorry no thank you all set thanks all set. we're good here we have we have to get some more grit and heart and hustle, and we have to sign these 33-year-olds that scored five goals collectively last season. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. Like, a guy like Johnny Gaudreau, who's just, like, really good, they never really look like they're trying, and we want a bunch of tryhards. So, right, that's why we hated Jeff Carter, because exactly. he always skated. Because he had really – he had a long stride, so it always looked yeah. like he was slow. Jeff but, Carter never looked like he was trying. Mike Richards always looked like he was trying the most, which is why everyone loved Mike Richards and everyone hated Jeff Carter. But at the end of the day, Carter was probably the more skilled hockey player. He's um, still around, you know? I mean, Mike hey, Richards played a hard game. Listen. And, well, no, that's what, when you play a hard game, that's what happens. I mean, those guys usually have shorter shelf lives in the NHL. And when – you know, the trainer gets you addicted to opiates, and then the guy that's currently running the flyers puts drugs into your bag. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I agree. Allegedly. It's, allegedly. Is, allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Let's throw that out there. I will never not white knight for Mike Richards. I'll die. I agree. I'm with I'll you. Doing I'm, it. I'm a huge yeah. Mike Richards fan to this day. Eric Smith said in the comments, if they'd gotten Johnny, my fear is he would have dragged this godforsaken team to a finish outside the top 10 of the draft. And, you know, he might have been the one thing that could have done it, but it's uh, he ain't here and there ain't nobody, much. nobody here to drag us anywhere, fam. We're good. No. Well, maybe drag us to the bottom. Yeah, that's true. We do have some anchors, which is exactly no, we, what we, we have, need. We have one huge anchor with uh, with Tyler Durden hair <laughs> and uh, Robin Hood goatee. <laughs> Tyler Durden here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fly, I've been calling him Flyer Durden, and I, I'm all about it. I, I'm into it. Into 100%. It. He's definitely Patrick. making soap out of people. Sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. No, no, no. Go. He's making soap out of people. <laughs> so, Patrick, how, so, um, any other comments on the team right now? Any other thoughts right now? Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, the whole Ryan Ellis thing is funny because – like, we all knew he isn't coming back, but the funnier part is I got to see him play once, so... And I was like, all right, he's really good, but now it's just like, man... <laughs> I just want them to come out. He's going to retire or surgery or something. Right. I want to know one way or the other, and like, the torture I, I is... Saw, I saw what the injury is. I'm like, well, this is really multi-layered, so they really don't know what to do. Right. There's so much going on. And like, yeah, I'd prefer if he just retired because the torture is having to do this every season, every season. Well, is he going to play? Is he care about the team? Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't care about any of I just I just want to know, is he going to play hockey or is he just going to go to a lake somewhere? Because that's what all hockey players do when they retire. They just go to the lake and hang out and drink beers. Send him to the farm where he has a lot of room to run around. Mm-hmm. Kelly, we need to get um. We need to get the other Ryan Ellis involved to troll the Flyers at some point. Dude, someone said Ryan that someone said that we should invite him to Festivus, and I I seriously think we're going to do that. I don't know if we'll come. Totally come out to Festivus and then take pictures and like, hey, hey, I found Ryan Ellis. Yeah, like, hey, Ryan Ellis, if you want to do some, if you want to do some PR in Philadelphia, come on down to wherever the fuck we have this party and hang I don't out with us. I know what the other Ryan Ellis looks like. 
I the only thing I know about him is he's a race car driver. Yeah, that's all I know too. And I think his Twitter picture is him with a helmet on, so that's what he looks like to me. Yeah, but he's been like actively engaging on like Flyers Twitter. Oh my god, he's the best. He's the best. It's hilarious. He's like he's like sorry, I'm late to practice, and I think he like tweeted yesterday. He's like, yeah, I can skate. Oh, it'd be so funny to get this man into a Ryan Ellis 94 jersey and just troll the Flyers for the season for how miserable it's going If only anyone had a sense of humor. If, if only. If only. This is hockey after all. Though. Very serious business. <laughs> it's super serious business. Uh, Ryan Ellis, for the record, uh, signed through the 2026-27 season at a $6.25 million cap hit. I mean... <laughs> Just, like, put them on LTIR now. Oh, they have to wait till the season starts, right? I guess, yeah. Well, Chuck doesn't know how the salary cap works. He knows about as well as I do. Let's put it that way. I think he does. I really think he does. Uh, Eric is asking what the cap implications are if Ryan Ellis retires. I cannot say with 100% certainty the only good thing I know is he is not a 35-plus contract. I truly have no idea. But the thing is, he probably won't retire because he wants to make every cent of that contract, which I would want to do. So of course. They're, they're just going to do the LTIR shuffle until, you know, he's done. Shea Weber's one of the few exceptions where he actually just came out and was like, I'm just going to retire instead of just doing this crap every year. Uh, it's usually the Chris Pronger situation. You know, we've seen this a bunch from different guys out there. I'm, I mean, like, it doesn't even matter. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking, um, since the Katuri injury, we're going in with uh it's gonna go Kevin Hayes, Lawton, Frost, and then I, I guess we're gonna sign Anisimov. I was gonna say, have you not seen the lines from practice, baby? We got Anisimov coming in. Second line center right now, right? Let's fucking go. Yeah, Man. I think he's he's practicing at second line center, which is he sure is. Ago, but at 33, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Listen, if any team can make a player like Anisimov better, it's the Philadelphia Flyers, the organization known for taking players and making them better. I was just saying earlier in the Slack because uh, Wyshynski put out on his blog that the his his bold prediction for the season is that Travis Konechny gets traded and wow I was saying like because we're just talking about how you know sarcastically the Flyers make guys better devil's way too much that's why he did that that's oh yeah like he works for ESPN but like he's a hardcore devils he is a hardcore devils fan absolutely he's never stopped being that but Guess what? They should trade Travis Konechny. They should trade everybody with a pulse on this team because Absolutely. this team stinks. So the thing is, Travis Konechny is one of those guys where if we're talking sarcastically about the Flyers making guys better, Travis Konechny actually would be way better on any team except the Philadelphia Flyers. It's I true. actually think his his skill set would be so complementary to an actual star player like a Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. I, I was saying Calgary. I think he'd be a lot of fun in Calgary with Huberdeau and, and uh, Kadri. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what Konechny needs. Like, he is a great third piece on a line with two really good players, and uh, we don't have a single good player, so He's wasted here. Might as well trade him. Send him to Toronto. 
I would love to send him. I would send him anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. I would send him to Ottawa. Be with Claude again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, buddy. oh, my God. Speaking of Ottawa, they just tweeted out um, practice, and it's Giroux, Stutzel, and Dabrinkit. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Be st- okay, go sense. Well, apparently when they when they re-signed Stutzel, like that was one of the things where they were like, we got to get him under contract before he's on a line with Dabrinkit and Giroux because he's going to put up 7,000 points. It's going to be so fun to watch. Oh, did you see the um the thing where supposedly at the All-Star game, Brady Kachuk was told to be nice to Claude Giroux? Really? I did not see that. To like court him to, to come here in the offseason. That's amazing. I, I Somebody tweeted it. I forget when, but they're like, they're like, Brady's like, yeah, I was told to be nice to him because... You know, he was a free agent and the trade deadline and all that. He did a great job. So They've whatever, been courting him for, did, like, six he years. Did, he sold him on coming to Ottawa to come home. So so props to him. Uh, yeah. So I have an update from Charles O'Connor from from Charles, um, are you on your um, earbuds? You're just very loud. I just wanted you to know. I'm not. I'm actually on speakerphone and like two feet away from my phone. <laughs> I can hear her very fine. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Uh, well, I, you know, it, it all comes out later, whatever. Um. Anyway, so John Tortorella has said he gives the general manager three preseason games to set the lineup because he put the team together, so he may as well put them on the ice together. And I... Think yes. that is fucking phenomenal. Well, that's, that should oh. that should be fun. That's that's spicy. like let's see Chuck put together a team with these pieces. Like let's see it. First line: uh, JBR, Morgan Frost, TK. Just make Torts the GM at this point. Who cares? I would love that. Coach slash GM, dual roles. That's very old school. I'm into it because I don't care about this team anymore. As I was saying, like, Gatorier was like one of my last emotional connections to this team. I really don't care. We should get a LED DONA up here. Might as well just, if they, if they say they're going to play the kids, just, just throw them in there. Why not? Yeah, no sure. Worries. Go nuts. Go nuts. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see this now. If Chuck's making the lines... Like, Delorier is going to be, like, on the second line. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's what I said when we signed him. I'm like, he's going to be on one of the first two lines to protect one of our better players and give him space. Yeah. Kind of like the Wayne Simmons role of years ago. But Joke's on you. We don't have any good players. We don't. We really don't. Do we have lines from today? I think they were – I don't know. Somebody was tweeting them out in practice. I think they were throwing a – it was like Anisimov, JVR. Yeah, I only saw that one. <laughs> that was the only one I saw. I only saw, I only, I only saw that one, yeah. I was like, oh, boy. That's... Oh. I think um, Carcini tweeted out that uh, yesterday, like, JVR came into camp in, like, the greatest shape ever and kept up in the bag skating. So, like, it's like, watch him go off and let's somehow we get him traded. Oh, no, no. Here's your worst-case scenario is JVR goes off and they sign him to an extension. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then but then but then to put it even further, Bill's like, I want I want Patrick Kane for the twenty twenty four season. I'm like, well, we'll keep JVR and get Patrick Kane and then we'll have Good the there. first second overall pick from two thousand 
seven or whatever on our team finally. And that'd be real. That'd be that'd be spicy. Yeah, I'm good there, but you know that's a whole can of worms. We'll just say that. But JVR, yeah, I mean, shut it down. <laughs> trade them. Get trade everybody. I don't want. There are very few guys I want to see beyond this season. Like I think it's there's a very short list, and it's pretty much Carter Hart, Joel Farabee, Travis Sanheim, it's Scott Lawton. And obviously, like, the kids who haven't proven themselves yet, like Brink and Forrester. But, like, there's – I want most of the team gone. Uh, I just – yeah, I also think um, our new – our our Keith Yandel of the year is going to go to when uh, Justin Braun. I just feel like that man's going to fall off a cliff at 35, and, like, I'm not – I'm not going to be happy about it. Like, uh, I can't wait for Justin Braun to be on the top pairing again. That's just – that's yeah, going to be the bee's when knees. Tony, Tony D'Angelo struggling with Provy. They're like, all right, Bronner, you're up. And then they move Tony D'Angelo onto the third pair with uh, York or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which... They're going to run um, – Poor like Cam the York. They're going to run seven defensemen, I guess, and we'll have Nick Sealer out there. <laughs> yeah, the Seal deal's going to happen again, I'm sure, at some point. And He's it, a hard I, worker, fam. It's a hard worker, and really you need hard workers. Real well too, so. Good job, Nick. <laughs> That's good. I've never felt better. Yeah, I, I, going back to the backup goaltender, I really is. Are we looking at? Is it Grossnick? Is that? Yes. I want him to start so it loses us more games. Just yeah. trade hard at this point. That's kind of where I'm at too. Like, just get a huge payday for Carter Hart and. That's Steph said that'll be the last move of the uh, Fletcher era right there. But uh, it looks like Steph had to drop off. And by the way, if anybody has any other comments or uh, questions or anything about the season, please feel free to uh, jump on or put it in the uh, the comments below. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito You know what's kind of funny when you think about it? What's that? You could almost argue that Carter Hart no longer fits our timeline. No, I, I actually yeah. would argue that because I think he's about to hit his prime. And yeah. if that's why I would actually argue to trade him because he's about to hit his prime and the Flyers are what a decade away. The Flyers are not in their prime. We'll, go, we'll, we'll, we'll say eight. 
just a, a little bit of hope. I don't know what you call whatever they're in right now. It's the mud, that's for sure. They're in their, uh, gob- what is it, goblin mode? They're in goblin mode. Remember, it's a ritual, Charlie. I want to remember that quote for the entire season. I want to get, like, a framed plaque that says it's a retool, Charlie, to give to Charlie for his housewarming. Patent pending. You know what? Steal that idea. I will chip in on that, no, okay? I, hit, hit me up, Kelly. I'm 100% giving in on that. Hell yeah. Rest of his party, you make the plaque, and we'll just give it to him. To like, we'll have a ceremony. We'll get a wreath. Charlie can't come to the parties because Charlie's a professional. Well, why don't we have another... Right, party just right. for this, just he the just ceremony. The <laughs> cutout head and tag him in it or something. That's true. The, the cutout head often attends the parties, but Charles J. O'Connor himself is too big time. If you say so. If you say so. Uh, Kevin had a great comment. He said, hell, they're in hell. And we're all in hell. I was going to say, them. Kevin, who among us? Who among us? Who among us? And uh, Kevin also said, this is interesting. He said, if I'm being honest, I think Sanheim has to be traded. And that's going to be an intriguing storyline for this upcoming season because Sanheim is one of the more talented young defensemen on this team. And he, he is having – he has a contract coming up soon. And I think Chuck came out – was it Chuck who came out and said that uh, last season he was one of the only guys who actually, like, lived up to his potential or yeah. his ability? Yeah. Um, I wonder if Chuck knows how uh... – deeply and strongly he fucked himself when he signed all of these mid defensemen to uh long-term contracts he has no idea now we have to try to figure out how to give travis sandheim money the only thing that we can hope is that travis sandheim like so many nhl hockey players is big dumb and will take some kind of discount to stay here in this hellscape rather than hit the open market and get paid um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. It's gonna, I'm, it's gonna be I'm just like, I, I want to get paid. So yeah, I, but hockey players are stupid. Like they never do that. It's like, but I want to be loyal to the organization. No, dude. Why? <laughs> get you, you have like what, I mean, hockey players really do have like one shot at getting big paid yeah. and like most of them never take it because no. they're so stupid. <laughs> I mean, now that I think about it, I feel like. If this season goes bad, he'll probably do good, but want to get traded, and we probably won't even have enough money to get Sanheim and Carter Hart signed. I think. Well, in theory, we could trade Carter Hart because just to tear it all down and start over. I mean, I don't want to trade Carter Hart, but if he doesn't fit the timeline, if he gets us like a really good return, then I'm off. The thing is, like all of this, all of this requires the organization as a whole to realize what state it's in. And like these idiots, these stupid old dinosaurs have like given no indication that they have any idea where the team actually is. No, they think they're still content. They still think they're just a couple pieces couple away. Pieces away. Uh, just a few. It's stunning. It's stunning. I appreciate Schwartz, like, saying, like, I, I've talked to Kevin Hayes. He's going to be a big part of this. He's going to – I got to get him going. Like, I appreciate it all, but, like, who are you going to set Kevin Hayes up with to, like, let Kevin Hayes do his thing? Like, we don't have, like, the best wingers, per se. I don't know. It's all bad. 
I mean, I mean, uh, if you had Johnny Gaudreau, sure. Johnny Gaudreau, Kevin Hayes, Konechny would be serviceable, but they didn't. They didn't want to try. It's hard. Being a GM is hard. You guys don't even know how hard it is. I want to get a bunch of fans to like a game with with like a bunch of signs that says being a GM's too hard. You could have had Johnny and like have it on like the TV side and hope we get on camera. Oh, if anybody's actually going to spend the money and go to games, which I, you know, I'm going to urge you not to this season, but if you are going to, please troll the Flyers at every opportunity. Like behind the nets or something? Yes. Troll. I'm sure, you know, tickets are going to be dirt cheap this year too because who wants to see this on ice product? It stinks. But, uh... (laughs) Just want to read a comment real quick from uh, Chris in the uh, the comments here. He said he lives out of market, and uh, this is the most disinterested he can remember being in the team. Can't imagine it'll be worth the effort to watch the team. Still might try to get up to Detroit for an away game and wear a bag on his head. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Chris, if you do go to Detroit, it might not be a bad idea to wear the bag on your head where, or bring a sign that says fire Chuck Fletcher or something like that. Or, you know, and it goes beyond Chuck Fletcher, as we've said. It's the – it just goes to the very top here. There is just too many people embedded in this organization with old school mentality that do not get how the modern game of hockey works. I'm too old to make signs. So if you are going to make signs, someone do me a solid and make like a, a Bob Clark focused sign. Like just for me. It'll make me feel good. I mean, I, the only game I feel like people would go to is the closure. That's the only game that's going to be crowded for sure. Oh, yeah. It's going to be loud cheers, and then I I would hope, like, a fire Chuck Fletcher chant, like, breaks out because, like, it would just trigger, like, how we wronged that man for, like, ten years here and didn't help him win a cup here. Like, it, it would be nice. Yeah, yeah, that game that is going to be the only worthwhile game this season. Just bet on Claude Giroux to, like, score a hat trick against us. Oh, oh yeah, I'm betting hard. Oh, easy money. Easy yeah. Money. I don't even know how betting works, and that's easy money. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm all over that. That was like when Steph, Steph sent me money to place a bet on Crosby scoring whatever his milestone goal was this year or last season against the Flyers, and you better believe we hammered that. Which milestone was it again? Was it his 500th goal? I think so. It doesn't matter. It might be his 500th goal against the Flyers. It could have been. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, good good for them. They get this in their careers together in Pittsburgh, and then we'll slowly watch the Penguins franchise die, but I feel like they're going to get one more cup out of those three. Yeah, yeah. Eric said, remember a few years ago, someone brought a sign that said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. If you're going to a game, please do stuff like that. And Alex said, Claude should boo us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into that. I'm into that. That's funny. I don't think he can. Because, like, if you remember, like, you remember reading, um, I think, Kimo Kimo Timonen's podcast. Yeah, he was talking about just that he was bawling his eyes out. I, f- I felt horrible for him. He's like, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Like, he can't boo us. Yeah. That was a temporary pain, though. Like, look how happy he looks now. Oh, my God. He looks light years happy in Ottawa 
because he's like, he's like, oh my god, I get to play with the, with Tim Stutzel and I get to play with Debrinket. He's like, I'm gonna be setting up these guys for. Well, and you know, Hurst is nearby Ottawa, so he can just grab cops' butts whenever he wants now. You just go home after the game. I think he grabbed the butt in Ottawa, no? It was in Ottawa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He can just go and, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was something. I remember that. And then they, like, I think it was, like, the season he became captain or something. Oh, yeah, it was perfect. Because the Philly media got to jump all over that and be like, oh, what kind of captain is this? He's like, this, that's not what a leader of the Flyers do. You need to. Let's try nuts. Or something like that. Eric, please get. Claude Giroux a shirt that says cop butts drive me nuts and present it to him at the game. Oh my god, I I I'd laugh. That's the sign. That's the sign. It's <laughs> it's a twenty eight and uh, cop butts drive me nuts. I don't think they're letting you into the park with that. They let they're not gonna let you in because it says butts. But what if they let you in with a sharpie and a poster board or? Apparently, the, the sign thing for guys these days is just a ripped-off Amazon cardboard box. But <laughs> make it work, guys. Cop butts drive me nuts. The Claude Giroux story. <laughs> I even think – I think I think Wyshynski made an article about that, too, when he was not on ESPN. It was like – it was like titled Claude Giroux, Cop in a Feel or something like that. I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> this Chris said, how many AHL teams could beat the fly- beat this Flyers roster? I would wager at least five. I'd say half. I would say, yeah, at least a solid half of the playoff teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. I, I guess what I keep coming back to is normally going into a season, you have at least a few things that you can solidly look forward to, be it a player's development, be it a performance from somebody, this team's not going to play defense, so Carter Hart's going to get slaughtered. I mean, these mm-hmm. defensive pairings are terrible. Uh, this team is not going to have anybody that scores. Their top scorer right now might mm-hmm. be TDA, and that pains me to say, but it's true. He might actually be the top scorer on this team at the end of the season. Oh, my God. I might just cheer if he scores us a power play goal. Be like, finally. I mean, you know what's going to be so funny though? Like when they still use Provy on top. Oh my god! <laughs> so in case Kelly broke up for you there, she oh, said sorry. it would be funny. Is that they still use? Well, just because there's a little wind. Uh, but Kelly said that uh, that they might still use Provy on the top power play even with TDA, which that would be uh, a chef's kiss of hilarity yeah. right there. Masterclass, masterclass coaching there like when i went to a couple games last year and saw provorov on the power play like i've said it before he plays with the with the bigger stick and like it it makes passing i don't know what it was harder or something like that but like it's so bad when i was watching him live on power play and i'm like dude he cannot be on this power play like it's so bad he's so clunky i can't stand it but then that's like you're not going to put Tony D'Angelo up there, who's a right-handed shot. Might as well put him on the power play. I'm sure they're going to put him up there because Chuck clearly values this person. That's the nicest thing I could say about him is call him a person. Uh, Chuck clearly values him. He traded 
you know, he actually made the trade. He's, you know, signed him the deal. Like he, this is a stud to him. This is a guy who actually is a valued player. And if it would be very funny if they don't play him on there, but I can't imagine that they trade for this guy and sign him to this deal to not play him up there. Yeah. I wish we traded for Brett Burns. Carolina got a steal. <laughs> Carolina got a couple steals. They oh, definitely got a couple steals. But they too? Like, oh my God. Do you know why Carolina got a couple steals? Because they actually have a good front office. They do. I mean, <laughs> if you want to model your front office, look at Carolina, folks. Sure, but the Flyers don't want to do that. The Flyers just want to act like it's, you know, the 80s or something like that and just keep doing what they've been doing because uh, going back to that definition of insanity, which is always funny to me. Like if you listen to flight, you probably heard me talk about uh, how they used to use that for the Eagles way back in the Andy Reed era where fans would go on WIP all the time and do that definition of insanity quote uh, doing the same thing over and over because that's kind of how it felt during the Andy Reed era and the flyers through what five, six different coaches have done the same thing over and over. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only way they're going to get better is if somehow, somewhere, someone realizes, like, Bob Clark, Holmgren, they they, they got to go. Like, I don't so The problem is... Or the problem is we're going to have to wait till one of them's, like, tired of doing it, or they're just, like, you know, gone. The problem is you would need a hockey guy at the top who would realize that, and the guy at the top is Dave Scott, and Dave Scott just listens to them on hockey stuff, so... Look, yeah, he's he's like I'll delegate. I'll delegate. Well, yeah, he's a businessman. Dave Scott's not a hockey guy. He's a businessman. He's a a business executive. You know, he's a guy who comes in. He he goes, hey, tell me about hockey, and they tell him, and he goes, oh yeah, I'll listen to you guys. And because why wouldn't he? They won Stanley Cups. They've been, you know, Bob Clark's been a hockey executive for a long, long time at this point since the '80s. So, you know, they tell him. That's the stuff. So, of course, he's going to be like, yeah, of course. Uh, so so one thing I didn't know, I didn't know this, Steve, but Bill pointed it out on the show this week. I had kind of forgotten that Dave Scott was installed while Ed Snyder was still around. So he's kind of like one of the dudes. Right. He's one of the dudes. So, like, you know. Ed Snyder pastor, like Dave Scott's going to be the acting owner or whatever. Flyers. Well, essentially the chairman, right? That That's what the role is, the chairman. And we always think of it as the owner because that's what Ed Snyder was. But Ed Snyder for since, what, 96, since whenever the Comcast acquisition was. Yeah, has uh, not been the owner. He's been the chairman. We just always yeah. continued to think of him as the owner, but he's the chairman. And as long as Comcast turns a profit on the Flyers, it's not like they're going to like totally clean house because this, this is not a priority to – one of the media giants no. out there. And I, I, it's not the owner though. It's not ownership is not the problem. It doesn't matter who owns them. I well, I will say this much. It, it would matter as far as like having a chairman to clean. So house. here's the thing though. And I don't, I don't know if our listeners are the people that hate this woman for no reason, but like Valerie Camillo being so far outside all of this and continuing to work her way up the ranks of Spectacor, like she could be the one to save us because hey, she don't it, give a, like Valerie Kimmler don't give a fuck about Bob Clark. 
Right. Why would she? So but the thing is, she's not in a hockey position right well, now. Right, the, the, the business promotion side. Right. right, right? But if if she if at some point Spectacor grows tired of this and tells Dave Scott like we're gonna fire you up and now Camillo's got your job. Like at some point she could replace him. She's just one step below. Right. And if that happens, she could be the one to just finally be like, all right, everybody get the fuck out of here. Like you guys suck. Cause Kelly, I, I do agree with your statement to a degree about ownership not mattering. Cause they do, they spend to the cap every year. It's not like they're cheap. No. About it. It's just, it, it's just the embedded people at the top yes. that have been the people at the top for these years. Like that's the bigger problem. But as long as Comcast thinks Dave Scott's doing a fine idea, because I think you need, I think Dave Scott's got to get out of that role. I think you need somebody else yeah. in that role. And that, I think that you need the dominoes to tumble from there. And the thing is like, I don't Maybe we think... should have fired Dave Scott signs out there. Well, yeah, Maybe that's what we need. I mean, like, I don't think that Comcast, like Comcast as a whole, as like a $50 billion company, I don't really think they care much about the money that they make off of the flyers unless they're losing money on the flyers they don't care i i think even then like the money that they would lose on the flyers would be a rounding error but i do think the optics of this season like uh, the farg's gonna be it's gonna be real bad and like national media is going to start i mean they've already started commenting on what an absolute joke the franchise has to become i do think that eventually that kind of like pr poison could be the thing that makes Spectacor be like, uh, all right, we got to do something here. Yeah. And folks, by the way, we're at a, about an eight-minute warning at this point, so if anybody else wanted to call in or get any comments in the chat, please uh, Yeah, do raise something. your hand, dorks. Say something. Time flies. <laughs> I'm complaining about your favorite hockey team. Where the hell is... I mean, it is Where early. the hell is Harris? I guess Harris is busy today. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see him here. Yeah, it's a Harris usually staple here, but uh, all good. But again, I've uh, got just a few more minutes out here. So if you do have anything to say, please do call in, do a speaker request, and uh, or leave it in the chat. I will certainly read anything uh, that comes in in the next few minutes. But oh, there we go. Erica is jumping on here. Patrick, any uh, pardon words before we uh, jump on with Eric here? Yeah. I hung out for most of the time. I had, I, had fun. I appreciate it, man. It's great talking to you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. All right, thanks, Patrick. Have a good one. You too. Eric, what's going on, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, just Eric, hello. T- talking hello. about the Philadelphia Flyers, an inspiration to all. I don't know. You just mentioned, uh, uh, like, the Flyers being under a Comcast Spectacore. I got bored and curious at the same time, so... I pulled up Comcast's uh, annual report from last year just because I wanted to look at where they even have the flyers mentioned in this. They're under like corporate other and eliminations. They're basically like buried. The flyers are like buried deep down in this thing. That's the thing that I don't I don't think people understand, like because like to to little nobodies like us, a hockey team is like a big fucking deal to own. But you have to remember that Comcast owns like uh half of the entertainment yeah half the entertainment industry like two comcast the flyers are literally like a line item the the you know like the amount of which on that line is like a rounding error like it doesn't make a difference to them at all we're talking nbc which comes with peacock uh we have universal 
there's so many other brands and comcast itself like there are so many brands under there and yeah that sounds right that they're buried like way 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 down there yeah it's funny though because i'm like i'm reading through this right now and i'm supposed to be working but i don't feel like it but, uh, same. Um, but like they literally say here that they're that in this like the section that uh the flyers take up the revenue increased in 2021 primarily due to increases in Comcast Spectacore as a result of COVID. Oh, well, that makes sense. I also think that um, there was a, a lot made of increased revenue on the Spectacore side because of shit that Valerie did with, like, other events and that kind of stuff. So I, Because you have to remember that that's Spectacore money, too. Like, it's not just the Flyers. So they might have made more money last year. It wasn't because of the Flyers, but... Well, yeah, the, 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 whole the crazy thing. thing, too, with the Flyers is they've actually gotten better at some of the promotional stuff while they've gotten far worse at the hockey yes. stuff. Like, I know old school fans get annoyed by having Gritty and Star Wars Night and stuff, but that's actually, like, really good stuff for them as a corporation. Yeah, the, that, that's kind of the thing that I kind of I really feel bad for these people because, like, the marketing folks have been doing a pretty good job like that if the team was like if the team was good and they had kevin weeks doing one of his stupid hey nhl fans things for star wars night like we would have laughed and thought that was awesome because it's hilarious but it's because the team is bad everyone's like i can't believe you would do such a thing and it's like i mean it's a good idea it's just nothing matters until team's good Nothing matters until the team's good. Kevin just uh, came in and said, just tune it in. Are the Flyers still trash? You're 100% right there, Kevin. Nailed it. But yeah, I mean, Comcast, like, this is, they're just a, a tiny little note down the line here. And as long as they make money, it's really, they. I think you're right, though, Kelly. Like, they, they would have to be such a huge media embarrassment. So just blow them up, folks. Yeah. Embarrass them wherever you can. That's the thing. I think it's going to be less money because they don't. It's not significant. But if it looks like shit and people are talking about how much it looks like shit, that could that could get them to do something. If it looks like shit and it smells like shit, then god damn it, it might be shit. <laughs> it could be. It could be. How many people do we actually think are going to be in the building on opening night? Five K tops. Oh. No, I think opening night. Opening night will still get a crowd. I think opening night you'll probably have like 15, but then after that it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. I don't know, man. I, although maybe people will be like, I'm gonna show up to this one to boo the fuck out of them, and then I'm never coming again. But I think people, there's always something people, about opening night. Like yeah. I've been to Philly's opening days that are sold out, and then the opening night, the second night, it's like yeah, like 10k. That's fair. That's you fair. know, yeah. And also, there's not there. There are people that are not as tuned in as us that are just like, oh, Flyers tickets, yeah, why not? You know, or people that just kind of like casually follow that. Like, I like to go to the home opener. Like, there are people who go to that, and then I think attendance is going to fall off a cliff. But I think I don't know. I really can't project, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of sellouts in that building this year. I'll say that. Oh no! I think people are too apathetic to even want to go to the home opener. Like. I don't know. I just, I feel like people are fine. Like we saw it at the end of last year, there would be like 3000 people in the building. I just can't, I, I, even though, yeah, I think opening night, you'll get a small bump in attendance. I'd be shocked if, if, if it was more than like 12 K. 
And uh, so Alex said it's not going to be televised. It's, it's going to be televised. It's, no, isn't it? It's going to be on ESPN, right? ESPN but, Plus? No, it's one of the online-only ones. Like the yeah, Hulu. but it, it's televised. It's just on Hulu. You have to I know, make... but you got to pay extra. Like, how many how many of the Boomer season ticket holder fans, like, have a subscription to ESPN <sighs> Plus? I don't know if it's that big. I don't know. That's, I don't know either. I don't I, know. I don't think it's – but I, then again, I'm not a Boomer, so I don't know. It's not a big deal to me, but I'm not a Boomer. I mean – I already have an ESPN Plus. If, if Maddie wasn't nice enough to share her password with me, I wouldn't be watching it. I mean, I just get the bundle, so it's. it's very, I get the bundle, very, folks. It's all about the bundle, and I'm getting paid by Disney for this. No, I'm not getting paid shit by Disney, so I don't care. But Disney sponsor us. Disney, please sponsor us and give us free ESPN Plus uh, bundles. But I mean, I like it because I can watch a shit ton of hockey games with it. So I, I, I would recommend it, but that's just me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to play too much of a factor. I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks didn't. Uh, advertising or didn't show a game on t- a home game on TV for what like ten years, and uh, I don't think it had the effect they wanted it to. That's true. I guess we're gonna see. I guess we're gonna see. It's it's not gonna be pretty. Uh, but Eric, uh, any other thoughts, comments, feelings right now? Oh, sorry, I'm making lunch. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna be doing in uh, five minutes. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know. I'm trying to not be apathetic, but also be apathetic. And oh, I'm totally apathetic. It's because what is like? I'm really struggling to find things to root for, to be positive about. I'm I'm rooting for them to be that bad. I just want Bedard. What's the shit the bed for Bedard or whatever we're doing? I'm I'm going blow it for Bedard, but uh, somebody had in the comments blow hard for Bedard, which, you know, it rhymes, but I kind of just like to blow it. But, hey, whatever it is, if it ends with Bedard, I'm happy. Same thing. Yeah. All right. Well, anybody, any other comments, questions from people? We're going to wrap it up in a a couple minutes, a minute or two, if uh, there is not. I would just like to say, Steve, this was a great idea. Well, thank you. I, I felt bad that I couldn't get the usual pod out this week. So, you know, I figured maybe we could jump on, see how people are feeling. So uh, we'll keep doing this. I've been enjoying the Spotify lives and uh, certainly we'll do that throughout the season and uh, preseason. So uh, stay tuned on the old Twitter for announcements about stuff like this. They are fun as heck. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up then. Eric, thanks for joining us. And Patrick, thanks for joining us earlier. We appreciate it. Uh, folks, we do appreciate you listening in. If you have any comments, follow us on Twitter, Fly Perfectly, Broad Street Hockey, BSH, Hanks, all that fun stuff. And that's all we got. So we'll have a new flight next week, BSH Radio Weekly. And we're going to sign off. Thank you, folks. Until next time, good night and good hockey.